This is a podcast from BBC Studios, the commercial subsidiary of the BBC. Hello and welcome to the BBC Studios TalentWorks podcast, presented to you by me, Brona Monaghan. And me, Helen O'Donnell. This is an interview series with digital talent. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to subscribe. Our first episode is with Joe Sugg. This was recorded in September 2018 and we talk about everything from Joe's YouTube channel, his management company, to, at the time, his debut on Strictly Come Dancing. Joe is one of the UK's most celebrated YouTube creators with over 8 million subscribers on his channel. Joe's passions vary from comedy to music to gaming, but the word that brings his output together is entertainment. His love of entertainment has manifested in projects such as his graphic novel series, username AV, which was the fastest selling graphic novel, a record that he basically created. He starred in the Hit the Road films with his roommate and best friend Casper Lee, which went on to tour the UK and Australia as a live show. He launched a successful merchandise line, Sug Life, with his sister Zoe Sug, aka Zoella. And most recently, he's been announced as part of this year's Strictly Come Dancing, the ultimate entertainment show on television. So today we're going to talk to Joe about what being a creator means to him and how he's been able to build his childhood dreams into a reality and an incredibly successful career as one of the early adopters of YouTube. Thanks for coming on, Joe. Thanks for having me. Hi, always a pleasure. Um, so we wanted to talk about creativity with you. When do you think you first realised you were creative? I used to always love drawing. I was very, very into drawing and that's what made me a lot of friends in school because I was a kid in school who could draw, like cartoons. Um, and even looking back through like old, because you know you keep all your old artwork and stuff when you're younger and stuff. Um, found all that in the loft. It's now my nan's house, cluttering up her spare room. <laughs> but it's found all that and it was like, my drawings, even for that age, like a five-year-old, was always quite good, um, quite a high level. And I've got very creative parents in different fields. Like my mm-hmm. dad's very creative in terms of his sense of humour and like comedy and stuff. Whereas my mum is very creative. Like she makes um, silver jewellery at the moment, and she's she's always painting. She does really good um, watercolour paintings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's always been in the family. Well, growing up, when I was like sort of fourteen, fifteen, I grew up loving. Um, I watched a lot of skateboarding videos, uh, and. Remember the TV show Jackass? Yeah. Like that, for me, was like, I just wanted to, even though they said, don't recreate the stuff, you're going to do it anyway. Um, so me and my cousin used to make videos like Jackass, jumping hedges, like trying to do tricks parkour. on skateboards. Yeah, like parkour, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And then, um, uh, and we, we filmed these videos, but we didn't have anywhere to put it. Like, didn't have anywhere to put it. We put music to it, edited it, and that kind of thing, and like Windows Movie Maker, like back in the day. Um, but didn't have anywhere to put it. Um, and saying that, me and my sister also bought a load of blank cassette tapes and just used to make our own little radio stations yeah. and stuff. Or like plays, we'd like play characters on these tapes. I really wish I could find them because there's like, there's a whole gold. video in that. That'd be so gold, oh, yeah. Oh no. Um, Are they definitely gone? Yeah, I think oh. so. I just can't find them anywhere. Um, but I think, yeah, that that kind of stuff, We and we were always putting on plays for our parents and fi- using our parents' camcorder to film whatever we could. Uh, we used to go on holidays to Portugal and Zoe actually filmed, she actually vlogged. She has a video on her channel of mm-hmm. her like showing her first ever vlog and it was like she was filming herself being like, so we're just off to this restaurant now and like this giant camcorder. And at the time we were like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And like, now it's like, we were literally, well, Zoe especially was vlogging before it was even a thing. Yeah. And obviously YouTube came along um, and there's a place you could then put your videos and they could be seen by strangers um, and like rated. Back then it was like ratings, like five star ratings and stuff. Um, and then she got quite big on it. Obviously, she started with the blog. 
Yeah. Then went in to make videos. And then off the back of that, she showed me people like Alfie, Casper, like Jim, Marcus, like all their videos being like, Joe, look what these guys are doing. Like, this is their, this is their like career kind of yeah. thing. I guess, actually, no, even back then it wasn't a career. Yeah. So the fun of it. And they were like making it, I guess, like a little bit of money for the side. And I was thinking, cool, I could do that. That's what we did growing up anyway. I thought, well, you know, I'll give it a go. Um, gave it a go. And now it's, now it's, now I'm on your, now I'm on your yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and was, whenever you watched, um, all of those guys' videos, was there a kind of thing like, oh, I'd, I'd quite like to replicate something that they're doing? Or did you think, actually, I'd like to put a spin on it? Or did you have a plan of what your channel could potentially be? Yeah, I think even from day one, I didn't really know what I wanted, I didn't really know what I wanted my channel to be. Yeah. Um, and there was stuff that I wanted to do, but I, with everyone's ideas, I always try and put a spin on it. Because um, I think for me, a big part of the channel is being original. And I think that's mm-hmm. the kind of, that's the, I think when you ask people what my channel's about and what I'm known for on YouTube, it's either like the pranks yeah, or like they always say that I'm the one that comes up with like new ideas. Yeah. Like always, I see, always see like comments being like, you're so creative. Like how do you think of these ideas? And then I, I, I don't know. It's just like, I think it's just from when I just see things in general, I always in the back of my mind think of how can you make that entertaining? Mm-hmm. How can you make that entertaining yeah. idea? Um, What's the format? Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Because I think that, like, me and Helen talk about this quite a lot. And we're saying that YouTube is such an amazing platform to test formats. Because it's almost like, hey, what what would I want my dream to be? Mm. And you've got an audience there that you get immediate feedback on it. Yeah. And even like, I guess, but then I guess that's the tricky thing about being a creative as well, because there's probably stuff that you really want to do. Yeah. And then you might put it out there and your audience just says, oh, I just want you to do the stuff that you do. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. They they still, like, what I've realized <laughs> Prank well, Casper again. an audience of that size, <laughs> yeah. you can't keep everyone happy. No. And there's always going to be people that won't like new things because people naturally don't like change. Um, and I always want to evolve and do new things. I never like to do th- one thing too many times. Mm-hmm. Um but people still were like, do another one of these. And like, yeah. That, like, laugh under the yeah. Like, right. Can you think of examples where you've taken creative risks? Like at the time you were like, oh gosh, this feels like a stretch. Um, yeah. There's, there's been a few videos that I've like, I always find the videos where I put more effort in, like and more production behind it, never do as well. And they're always a bit of a risk. But I did uh, a video last, I think it was last year now, um, where I rented a boxing ring uh, and completely like light proofed it so it was pitch black and um, got like a UV camera and had like a box because mm-hmm. boxing was obviously and still is like, yeah. at the moment I tried to jump on that wave and do a blindfolded boxing like not blindfolded yeah. but like kind of like it's pitch black so they couldn't see each other but yeah. the audience can um, and it didn't and it was one of the first videos I think that didn't um, sort of smash it straight away it was a real slow burn and I was sort of like oh, it's, it's typical mm, it's the one video yeah where, I got really, really excited about the idea, but then I'll do a video where, you know, I put a shock pad on someone and then give them questions about like females. Yeah. And that yeah. Kind of thing. If they get it wrong, they get like a, a contraction. Yeah. And it just smashes it. And yeah. It's, and that's like such a simple idea, but it did so much better than something that we put a lot more time and effort into. And what about off platform? So you've got, you've obviously done your book, you did the film, you've done live shows. Did they feel like risks at the time? Like, uh, they did. Sort of, but I think we just, the, the good thing was I was the, I was never the first 
there was always someone before me that did that kind of thing before, except for the films. Obviously, everyone was at the time was bringing a book out. Yeah. Um, but I think what was good with me was it was something that was quite close to my. Like I grew up reading comics. Like there's uh, just, that was my thing because of the drawing. Yeah. All these comics as well. Um, and because of that, I was always. I remember the meetings that we had with um, Hodder, the publisher, and they knew as well that I didn't want to do a, like a standard book especially not about myself either. That's not the sort of thing that I'd want to do yet, anyway. Um, so I just don't think it's a bit too early for that. But yeah, and so we both sort of agreed that this is much more my sort of thing. Um, it's a bit of a risk, because it's a completely different genre yeah. as well. I didn't know how it's going to do. Because um, at the time, it's like, it's, the audience, I thought, they are just more into you. So it's like maybe yeah. hard to, to sell a book that's not about you because they, yeah. you know, they watch you for you. Um, so a lot of other YouTube books did really, really well. I mean, mine smashed it, which mm -hmm. is great, but it would have been an easier and less risky to do a book that's about me with pictures of me in it and stuff because they're the audience, the younger ones especially, that's what they want. Yeah. Um, but you've got to find that balance of what they want, but also what you want. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. And now that you're working with talent through Margravine yeah. Management, um, which if people listening don't know what that is, that is yours and Casper Lee's talent mm -hmm. management company. Yes. Um, now that you're working with talent, would you then have that in mindset? They say, Joe, I want to start, I don't know, like a bouncy castle business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to take it. off. <laughs> like, How do you know about the bouncy castle? <laughs> <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that is, I think that's the main thing about what we're doing. Is, and the main thing that attract, makes it attractive to yeah. people that are looking to get managed by people is the fact that it's fronted by two, well, we're now, I guess we're now classed as like OGs. Or, which, <laughs> like the old, which is old crazy. Um, it just moves so quick. But it's like, I think if I was a young, cause like when, when I signed to my previous management, yeah. I didn't really know what I was doing. I just did it because Zoe was with them. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, cool, easy, job done. So yeah. Zoe's all right with it. I'm all right with it. Um, but obviously I was lucky because I had my sister to advise me on stuff like that but there's so many creators up and coming now who have no idea and I get so many DMs from people being like like friends of mine who are smaller creators being like do you know this this person are they, are they like a legit company like mm -hmm. they don't know yeah and in such an era now where um, you know people can try and like fleece you and that kind of thing yeah. especially online it's all like you never really know who to trust and that kind of thing Um and do you feel like you've built up a, like an awareness of that? I've learned so much about management and about how yeah. that kind of side of it, the business side of it works. But my main thing is obviously being creative. So I think my official role is creative director. Oh, hello. So great cool. title. That looks great on the old uh, Tinder bio. <laughs> um, the whole idea is that we're like actors mentors. Mm -hmm. So we've got the people in place that are going to act as obviously the, the main managers and stuff. But our, me and Casper's roles are to advise yeah more or less and help boost them as much as we can so it'd be that coming up with video ideas for more thinking like how can you like my whole thing that i want to do is help create formats on their channels so if we've got like a um, a girl who's into like fashion mm -hmm. what i want to do is sit down with this the creator and be like let's try and think of something you can do on your channel as a series that is so original and new yeah. that no one else is doing then you own that and then who knows, sponsors will be interested in it because it's a format. Like, sponsors exactly. nowadays, they want formats. That's yeah. what they want, IP. 
that they can take hold of. Um, Which is interesting because that's that's really no different to TV. Like TV wants returnable series, which is almost the same thing that what you're describing. Did you have your eye on anyone that you wanted to manage? We've had this idea for so long and obviously the viewers and the people that watch us don't, they never really understand how long this process has been going on for. It's Mm -hmm. been a long, long time. Um, So they, they don't understand that we were already like looking at people to sign Mm -hmm. once we announced it. Right. So at the moment they're all like people that like our friends anyway. Yeah. Um, So we had people be like, just sign your mates. It's like, well, yeah, we have to start, you know, somewhere. Somewhere. But, um, and whose channels you're invested in. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. I mean, we're, we're in their videos anyway, and it, yeah. it kind of just makes sense. And, like, we have their, like, best interests and that kind of thing. Um, but the... But through, like, things like... Especially, like, Margravine's, like, Instagram account, we just have so many people that have come forward being like, here's my channel, like, check me out. And it's, it's, it's basically doing, like, the work for us. Like, mm-hmm. rather than having to go out and try and find people and... Um, try and get an interview with them or like try and sit down with them and meet them it's so much easier to do it through yeah. that and to find them and that kind of thing um how many submissions would you say you're getting a day i'd have to ask casper's in control oh is it yeah. <laughs> he's not let you have the login no so he's he's in control but he's saying it was it's like mad there's so yeah. much and it, the instagram account it, like the followers went so like much more we um we had a production company um instagram account and it just surpassed that within like days because it's everyone's interested. They see it as kind of like a this is our chance that mm-hmm. we could be seen. This could be a great. This could be great for us. But almost like I get like kind of like a little bit like X Factory kind of vibes. Yeah. Like, as in like we're like the judges like trying to find the next big YouTube or whatever, which is cool. If that's the way it's going. I don't know, but that's I don't know. It's just it's it's cool. But it's it's weird as well for mm. me because obviously I'm still a content creator myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got to like obviously split my time between managing but also doing my own thing um so there's gonna be times where i'm like i've got this really awesome idea but it won't really work for my channel but it would work for this person yeah it's yeah kind of like, um songwriting yeah i feel like it's like writing a song but you think i mean this is a cool song but, but not, for not, my, not for me yeah it'd be great for someone else that's the kind of world i want to live in <laughs> i think i think that actually that role of creative director is so necessary in the digital talent industry because yeah. i think so many people will come from traditional backgrounds and think well I know how to manage talent but it's such a different creative output to come up with those format ideas and it's almost you you do need you probably I mean you obviously are always going to need your business-minded people but there's also so much to be said for being able to speak to your manager in a creative way and for them to understand I can't actually come up with anything this week or like I feel or those times when you feel really deflated or uninspired and so it does take for almost to wear like a manager hat but then also like a producer hat and also then like the commercial hat and I I I feel like if anybody was going to start a digital talent agency now there has to be a creative department in it yeah especially like to to warrant like commission being taken yeah you've got you've got to be sort of giving like doing all you like obviously like managing but also that's what i look forward to is like the sitting down like a big goal for me would be sitting down with a um a talent and creating something that's massive for their channel and is like gets the sponsorship or becomes a, a show on netflix something mm-hmm. that'd be like for me that's that's the goal 
So in terms of like businessman Joe, yeah. is it difficult to manage if you, they are your, some of them are your friends? Uh, do you know what? At the moment, no. It's, yeah. it's not too bad. Um, because I'm more of a mentor kind of role as well. It's not, I'm not too much involved with all the like actual like negotiations and that kind of thing. I can give my advice like um, for Mikey the other day, what should I give my advice about? He had some, something that came up and I was like, do you know what would be great? Because I can't remember what the, what the chat was about it, but there was a little bit of I'm in an iron about a certain thing. And I, I said to him, I said, look, from my point of view, do it, do this. Um, get me and Casper involved in it. We'll be in it with you. And we'll just try and make it as big as we can, as, be- as best as we can. And then what you'll realise is that that will actually then open up more doors in the future mm-hmm. with whoever that is and this kind of thing. Um, so it's like little things like that is like what I think it's all about for us. Yeah, because it's almost like you'll probably have experienced most of the situations that they're going through. Yeah, exactly. now. that's the whole thing is that we, yeah, if they say, I want to do a book deal, I'll be like, cool, this is what I learned from mm-hmm. my mistakes. <laughs> but I was like, avoid this, do this. Like, like from my personal point of view, I did this and it worked really, really well. Like that's, I think, what gives us an extra edge in that whole management space is that mm-hmm. we have the, the, a lot of first-hand knowledge about what they're going through. Because we all we it all sort of popped up so yeah. like in the last sort of six years, everyone is just going with it. Like it's such a new platform, it's such a new mm-hmm. form of media. Everyone's just like guessing. goes rogue everyone's a little guessing. bit. Everyone's just sort of thinking, "Well, I hope this is the way it's going at the moment. Let's do this. Let's do this." Yeah. Um, it's amazing that you were that you were thinking about that at the time of hit the road as well. Yeah, yeah, a long time. It's it's weird. Like some of the conversations we have. We look back now and think, oh my God, it all, like, this is this. Yeah. It's crazy. Good fun. Um, Yeah, it's weird going from, like, like, like the last two years of, like, mm -hmm. really getting into the business side of it. But that's interesting because from the outside, people might be like, oh, it's a bubble. Look what that, you know, but it's like at the time you're still thinking, okay, what's my next move? What's my next move going to be? Yeah. You have to like think, think, think ahead. Yeah. Um, is there anyone on the roster at the minute that reminds you of like you and your friends at the, in the early days? Um, no, not really. I, not really at the moment. But the okay. thing, good thing is like the the roster already is um, very like diff, like different types of content being created. Yeah, which I think it's quite cool. Um, I, I really want to find a group that's like ours. Okay, but yeah. like youngsters. So yeah. like. 16 to 18 year olds like group of group of guys who you know get up to mischief mm-hmm. get up to fun just film it and they've got like a really good clear like connection chemistry yeah, yeah, yeah. there'll be loads of 16 year olds are like come on yeah. let's join a gang <laughs> that's what I'm looking for so if you know anyone <laughs> parent get your kids oh. start filming your kids <laughs> it's magic isn't it though they get, like it is all about like the chemistry and the bonds between people yeah. as, as much as it is who they are yeah yeah yeah, definitely. Because okay, people yeah. see through that. People see that the thing is now as well. When you're starting a channel, people know what it's like to be a big YouTuber now. They know the 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 pros from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. They know they know what to expect now. Whereas when we started, we didn't know any of this. Um, so we did it purely because it was a good laugh. We're enjoying it. We're like, oh my god, we can literally film our lives. Um, it's cool, and we can watch back on it when we're older, which I thought was great. But now people know about it. So I think it's quite clear to see who is doing it because 
it's a great job and it, or it's like well mm-hmm. paid if you're you know if you're top of your game kind of thing um and obviously the fans and that kind of thing like people people want that they want to be want to be like famous and stuff yeah online um I know, and it's always those moments, I guess, when they turn up for their first meet and greet and there's loads of people there. Yeah, like, exactly. that's always the first yeah, the... kind of exciting moment. Because yeah. in a way, it. Now, I don't want to get on a diner, but it's almost like it's, <laughs> it is sad in a way that, you know, we've had that wave mm. and now people see immediately as it right I'm gonna I'm gonna make this into a business it's yeah. almost like just enjoy being creative and growing mm. your audience and try not to think too much because yeah, yeah. as a 16 year old you don't want to think too much about commercial things no, and... exactly but they do at the moment. Yeah. They're, they're, that's it they're, savvy they think of the brand deals and all this kind of stuff <laughs> scary yeah so is there anybody um outside of your own roster who you think's really killing it at the moment in the digital space um I feel like that. I think America is still obviously like I always seen America as like a, a few years ahead of the UK in terms of like just everything. When you go out to LA, you just sense it. It's so much more accepted in America. I think mm-hmm. the UK is such is still like quite a scary thing for for everyone like who doesn't understand it. Um, but in America, they just they just get it. So there's a lot of Americans YouTubers that are just killing it at the moment and we're doing really really well i think in the uk um i've always really enjoyed the sidemen what they do i think that what they do is really really good um there are a few youtubers i can't remember their names but they like they follow they all do these like trends and they're very good at like following the trends of what's cool like um and they're so on it i wish i was that on it i feel like i've sort of slipped a bit i'm sort of like what's, what, what are the kids doing nowadays oh, they're, they're hiding in their own houses for 24 hours what their parents are doing and you watch it and it's like is that an actual thing it's an actual thing it's hiding your house so you, you pretend that you've left the house um and then you actually <laughs> climb back in through your window and hide in your, in your house ultimate hide and seek about your parents knowing stuff and then what's that's, the payoff i don't i don't know that's the thing i don't i don't get it <laughs> I'm like, i don't get it like i'm starting to get that age i'm like i'm starting to not understand like fidget spinners slime yeah pancake art i'm like i don't, oh I don't know all this stuff yeah Going back to the hot knife well, I'm to that. Oh, <laughs> but then also on the flip side, you don't. Yes, it's 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 good to kind of be part of a trend for one moment, but you don't want to be so reliant on trends That's because the then you're not set in a kind of. Yeah. You're not creating a brand. My, I the, the amount of times where I think, look, I could do a video with like when the hot knife thing was cool. Like I had a ton of ideas, but I was kind of like I didn't really want to. I don't I don't know why, but I don't like following trends. Mm-hmm. I'm always with everything. I'm always a bit either too, way too late for it or I want to be like one of the first to do it. Do you have a creative process? It's quite sporadic. Okay. Yeah, not really. I I, I, I used to watch, uh, growing up, watch a lot of like um, game shows, like TV shows, like like things like one of my favourite shows that, that that gets me creative and like what, one that I've always respected is Shooting Stars with Vic Reeves and Bob. Yeah. Like their humour... Um, it's very much also my dad's humour. That's why I think my humour is slightly like that as well um, sometimes. And some of the stuff they come up with, like, I love the ideas where it's such a simple, stupid idea, but because they're so funny with it, it makes it fun. They also really commit to stuff, yeah, don't they? Yeah, so if they've got an idea, they're like, right, we're all, we're in we're in this. Yeah. As a part of being a bit like of a halfway house about yeah. something. <laughs> I think especially when things are filmed, you can really tell if someone's... Yeah, yeah only going it a bit yeah. of the way there's one there's one i watched an episode from ages ago and there's one bit they did at the finale so the winner had to stand this like plinth 
um, with a a toy like uh, a toy shield, a kid's toy shield, and a helmet, like a knight's helmet or whatever. Um, and they like they had animals, like stuffed animals, on like these strings, and like flew them at them, <laughs> just sort of like a, a water bowl on a string. And they'd release it and it'd go down and hit the shield. <laughs> like, Do you know what I mean? It's such a stupid idea, but it's like it's hilarious to watch. And they get bigger and bigger until they got to like a I don't know, like a, a warthog or something. And obviously that crashing in knocked them off. Um, and that that was like I was like, you could like no one's done that on YouTube. No. And then I did a, a similar idea with uh, with JJ. Yeah. Um, KSI, where he, we were on a chair, toy shield, toy helmet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was more like we had objects. We had like lettuces. We had like tennis balls, and like you just had to try and stay on the chair. And you walk <laughs> the chair. Um, so it's things like that. Like growing up, I used to love shows like that, like silly like shows, and think, how can you? As well, I always noticed from sitcoms. So I watch a lot of sitcoms as well. Like things like The Young Ones. I used to love The Young Ones. Like um, all these old schools, like even like My Family, and mm-hmm. that like throughout the ages, watching all different sitcoms. And I noticed that they're all just the same storylines. A lot of these but just with different characters. Yeah. They tweak it slightly, but it's all fundamentally the same situation. Mm-hmm. Just to go back to your video with JJ, then, how, do you, do you, did you say to it, like, what is the process of making that happen? Like, did you show the original? Uh, I didn't know. That's the thing. I didn't show it to him. I just saw yeah. it. That's what they did. How can I sort of do the, replicate this, but put my own sort of spin on it? Yeah. Turn it into more of a, a current, like, newer thing. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's just how I do it, really. And then just sort of explain the idea... Um, a lot of the time with my friends, I don't explain the idea till they're in my house. Right. So like <laughs> and then they can't like, leave. Right, you can't leave. Right. Put this uh, electric shock collar on. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but I noticed that you could do the same thing with the, like, with the situation comedy, the sitcoms, with video ideas on YouTube. Like, there's like, so many ideas that were so great, and what made TV shows what they were. You could re- you can redo that, put a new like YouTube spin on it, and it would do it would do well. Yeah. Redoing the whole thing. So at the moment, you've just started Strictly. Yes, I'm in full training. Yeah. (laughs) So this is like, again, a real like step change for you, right? Yes. So what made you want to do Strictly? Um, Weirdly, that I wrote on my my phone a list of pros and cons because I was, there's been times in the past, I don't know if they've asked me before, I can't remember, but I know there was something that they wanted to get me involved with. And I said, look, I don't want to do any of these shows. Um, I said, but if I did do one later on, because like, I thought back then, this was like 2015. I was like, we were sort of me and Casper like the prime of the pranks and stuff. And I was like, it's just not. Uh, we were like smashing it on YouTube. I was like, I just want to mm-hmm. focus on this right now. Yeah. Um, I said, but do you know what? If I was going to do any of them, it would be that one because it's like you're actually learning a skill, and it's like it's it's the biggest TV show yeah. of the year. Um, it's so like I've heard like nothing but good things about it. It's like apparently it's like life changing. You meet so many cool, amazing people and that kind of thing. Um, I said so if I if it was one, I, if I had to do one, it would do that. It would be that one. Um, and then they wanted a meeting with me, um, and at the time I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go in because I want to meet them anyway because I'm working on like um, show ideas, and it'd be great to obviously meet the people at the BBC and like if I ever mm-hmm. want to submit a show or something like that it's great to make those connections and yeah network network exactly, yeah <laughs> um and then i got there i met uh i met them both it was um steph and louise, louise rainbow yeah uh and they were so lovely and it, it, straight away i got that sort of um family vibe from them like 
really nice like vibe and I left just being like have I just have I just <laughs> had my mind changed like I went in to basically sort of be like thanks really like really, really respect thanks but you know it's not for me I can't dance uh, and left being like this might actually happen Aww. and then um further on down the line I wrote like the main thing as well I spoke to like because uh, I couldn't tell anyone um, but I did speak to like my sister because I wanted to know her opinion um, from a YouTuber perspective and also like my parents and like my mates from back home and they uh, and they were like well my grandparents my mum was like well, now and granddad would love it because obviously they oh. they do understand YouTube but like for them that's like such a big thing for them mm-hmm. it's like something that they know and love and that kind of thing my nan who's 95 um, she used to dance at Blackpool oh. when she was in her 20s oh and that's stuff. so nice so I was like if I could get to that point that's quite far into the competitions but if I can <laughs> yeah it'd be so nice to try and like yeah cart her up I mean, she doesn't oh. very well. she's, like a, she's like a delivery meal she doesn't travel, she travel very well <laughs> I mean they're never as nice when they travel. Uh, but yeah so and then my mates sorry I just burped my mates <laughs> my mates uh, I knew they would like absolutely rip it into me and they have they've gone like hard on me on the whole outfits and everything but I know that's that's what a real mate is like they don't mm. they know deep down that what I'm doing is really cool and they're really supportive but they just just give me a lot of stick but it's um and then other things like they're all my mates getting married they're all because we're at that age now when this probably goes out I'll be 27 <laughs> yeah so we're all getting married back home um and I think it'd be nice to like after you do the first dance, to then so, actually go to dance. Yeah, like it's definitely. Quite a, cool, quite a cool thing to look like to learn. Um, and then I, I, I put down like potential girlfriend. I might get a girlfriend out of it. <laughs> you know, it's like the list was quite. I started really like, scraping the barrel. Um, but it was like the pros like massively outweighed the cons. Like I think the only con I had was like um, lack of social time. So I wouldn't be able. I'll be training so hard, mm-hmm. but then you're socializing with your partner and like everyone on the show and stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, I still speak to all the boys yeah. all the time anyway. The other thing was, um, uh, what else was it? I can't remember. I think I was like one of the only ones that and like lack of you. I was worried that it might affect my channel. Right. Um, but that's all fine. I can still make videos and stuff, which is really cool. I think it'd be really cool as well to show like a behind the scenes kind of what it's like for a, for a, a dance mm-hmm. couple or whatever. So do you think you are you vlogging the experience? I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna do I'm gonna do what I can. I've got I think I've got to check obviously make sure it's okay yeah. with them and stuff. Um, but it's uh, I think that's the, like, obviously that's the reason why part of the reason why they were really keen on me to be on the show is it's I'm a different breed of entertainment. Yeah. Because um, the reaction when I got announced was uh, very very I'm like the most like controversial announcement I think they've ever had because everyone was so like funny. oh but it's really funny like it's all the people over a certain age and it's completely understandable and I don't blame them for saying that because they're, they're, like when I've ever watched the show there's always been so many people on there that I don't know yeah um, and for the youngsters they don't know who a lot of the contestants are on the show either but it's like it's funny how the attitude of the the older generation compared to the younger generation the younger ones are so like mature about it being like there's like these, this like 45 year old lady like going, I don't know him. Like, I, paid, I paid for TV license. I don't know him. I want my money back. And it's like, calm down, um, Shirley. Like, and then the, it's like the, the youngsters are going like, well, I don't know who this person is, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to, as soon as episode one starts, mm-hmm. you know, I'll get to know them. Oh, um, very like, mature. And um, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, by the way, like Joe's an ambassador for Age UK. 
like just just a reminder you know like yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like completely like it's just i don't know some people just take these things too seriously yeah exactly i mean it, yeah at the end of the day it's a tv show it's gonna yeah. be three months of the year after that we'll be forgotten about it'll be the next the next one to look forward to you know what i mean it's like i don't it's a it's a tiny blip in my life or oh, shirley might be a new subscriber for you exactly is it shirley shirley Wallace, yeah yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so we've got one last question cool. um what piece of advice would you give to future creators i would say to future creators don't ever box yourself into one thing don't say i'm the person who does this mm-hmm. and that's it always keep your options open always think like i i do so many other things like i don't just box myself into doing youtube i've done obviously the books i've done the films and like now doing dancing is like i've never want to be known as one and i think another person does that very well is jj like he's never just one thing and people ask him what 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 do you do you're a youtuber he's like well no i do so many different things like mm-hmm. you can't just box yourself into one thing i do um at the moment i love doing art so i've started i'll, I'll show you like spray painted like we get into like my sort of arts and stuff which is really cool back to like the whole drawing thing yeah um but then it's like thinking and that's because i generally love it and obviously the music stuff as well like, i've recently um started this spotify account called one hour band okay so we like we've got like a paper and a hat you pull it out it's the the style of music then you've got another one which is the subject and then you within an hour or around an hour um we're quite loose uh, <laughs> we try and write a song record it um and it's, it's an idea that i've seen before like, yeah i think my friend um simon did it before and that's how i got the idea um and then but it's but I put a twist on it of like, we don't know what we're going to get. And that's what we've got to make the song about. Um, and then it's then putting that out as we filmed a video for it okay. and put it on a channel. But it's also got the links through to like Apple and um, Spotify and all that kind of stuff, which is really cool. It's, and it's, it's something that we're, especially the, the other music stuff as well that me and Byron are doing. That's We're doing that because it's fun. It's like downtime stuff. But then it's always like, you could make a, you can make a business out of it. Mm-hmm. You can make a business out of anything. Like if something that you're passionate about and you're actually having fun doing, you can turn it. It's always good. to I always think if you're enjoying something a lot, think about how you can turn it into a business, but don't ever box yourself into one thing. You can do anything. I like it. No one should say that you have to do that one thing for the rest of your life. Absolutely yeah. not. Perfect. Thanks so much, Jeff, for talking you. to us. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more about us, we're on Instagram at BBC Studios Talentworks. This podcast is produced by Shola Aledje for BBC Studios.